Good morning. It's Tuesday, April 28th. We're reading through the Bible in one year. Our Old Testament reading for today is found in 2 Samuel chapters 19 and 20. Uh, I think of this so often. What an amazing and bold and courageous bit of advice Joab, the commander of the army, gives to David, who is grieving, uh, publicly grieving, and, and, and filled with sorrow over the death of his son Absalom. His son Absalom was a rebel, tried to take his throne. Uh, I mean, he just did everything to undermine his father. And yet David, as we might imagine in his natural affection for his son, is grieving over this. But he's grieving to the point of demoralizing the troops. So Joab steps up with some bold and uh, truthful rebuke for David. And you can imagine how nerve-wracking that must have been for Joab, even though he's a fighter and a, you know, just a, a commander and you know, a strong kind of patent kind of uh, you know, strong military personality to stand before the king and to say what he's going to say. And that is, listen, you got to stop grieving over Absalom. He hated you. He wanted to take you down. And you've got to start uh, loving the people here that are for you. He says, it's like you love the people that hate you, and it's like you're hating the people that love you. And uh, what an important rebuke. And remember, if you think that's detached, Joab is Absalom's cousin. Don't forget that they're related. Uh, Joab is the son of David's half-sister. So, I mean, it wasn't like this wasn't a family member of his as well, and he could claim some familial connection. And yet he rightly gets David off of the grieving and into leadership again. And so David returns to the throne. Not all is well. A lot of grumblings there in the bottom of chapter 19. Uh, chapter 20, the rebellion of Sheba. You might see the title there in your ESV. That's not the queen of Sheba. This is, as it says, a worthless man who's trying to take advantage of the kind of change and transition back to power in Jerusalem. And he wants to uh, lead this uprising against David. But Joab fights to win um, actually his job back. You can read the details about all that there. But uh, interesting and dramatic period of time in uh, David's life. Sad in many ways. And yet God puts him back in Jerusalem on the throne. Speaking of Jerusalem, in Luke 21, our reading is in verses 20 through 38. Again, a very short section of our New Testament reading. Uh, Jesus foretells the destruction of Jerusalem, and he says it's going to be uh, trampled underfoot uh, until the times of the Gentiles is fulfilled. And therefore, there's going to be a time after the destruction of the temple where it's going to be uh, desolate until... Uh, that period of time at the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. And Paul talks about that time, that period of the church, uh, not just the Gentile domination of Jerusalem, because uh, Jerusalem is back in the land today, but the um, uh, fulfillment of the kingdom of the Jewish and Gentile church. And when that's fulfilled, then we're going to see that temple again, which the Bible promises. And from my eschatological perspective, that's what's uh, yet to come on the calendar, the prophetic calendar of God. And he says, in the meantime, I like the ending of this here in those last few verses uh, of uh, Luke 21. He says, don't be weighed down with dissipation or cares of this life, but stay awake. Uh, I mean, there's some specific application to those, I think, that are going to be there in the tribulational period. But for us, uh, what a good and, and, and sobering reminder for us to stay alert and to not be weighed down just because it's been a long time between the comings of Christ. Those are our New Testament reading. Our one another for the day, and we've got a lot of one another's that are repeated, especially under the, the banner of love one another. So I wanted to look at some of these this week in context. So it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 10, uh, that they're to love more and more. We've looked at that. But then it, it connects it with this. 
and to aspire to live quietly, mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands. Matter of fact, I'll read the rest of this here. Uh, let me get the context here. Verse number 11. Work with your hands as we instructed you. Verse 12. So that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. So to love one another, to give you the whole context, verse 9, 1 Thessalonians 4, 9. Concerning brotherly love, you have no one to need to you have no need for anyone to write you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. We urge you, brothers, to do this more and more and to aspire to live quietly and mind your own affairs. I'm going to put it this way. We need to love one another by working and providing for ourselves, not being dependent. And he's speaking, too, of the external non-Christian society there. Don't be dependent. Work. Do your work. Live quietly. It means you're not going to cause problems in society that are not necessary, right? You're not going to be a troublemaker. And when it comes to your brothers and sisters in Christ, take care of your own issues. I mean, we're here to help each other in the body of Christ. There's no doubt about that. Uh, when there's a real genuine need, but Paul's concerned about the busybodies who aren't taking care of their own business and they're not loving their neighbor by taking care of the needs and the issues they have. I mean, if you're, if you're spending more than you make, I mean, there's a problem there. You shouldn't then say, well, the body of Christ is supposed to love me, so, uh, you know, I'm taken care of. Paul was specifically dealing with that in the book of 1 Thessalonians, and I want to make sure that we are loving our neighbor by making sure we're doing the best we can to take care of our own needs. Now, there are extenuating circumstances when we can't. But please know that the one way in this text, the context that we can love one another is be sure that you're doing what you need to do to pay your bills, take care of your own situation. And in this whole COVID-19 shelter in place lockdown that we're in, that may be uh, impossible for you. Uh, but as a normal course of life, make sure that you're doing all you can to, as it says here, as, as harsh as it sounds, to mind your own business, to work properly, uh, uh, or to walk properly before outsiders by taking care of your own business, living quietly and working with your own hands. So that's one specific way to love one another today. And we'll be back tomorrow with more in our daily Bible reading.